In this game, the object is for you to kill everything coming at you and to avoid being killed. And you will die. Welcome back to the League of Casual Gamers podcast, your hardcore podcast for casual gaming. Oh, I am your host, Brian, and I'm here with Jay, the Money Man Moolah. What's up? And his first name is B, but his last name is Boosted. <laughs> What's <me>? cracking? <laughs> What's going on, guys? We're back. <laughs> You're back. Welcome, there, guys. Welcome to episode 10. Count them 10. Is this a milestone? Oh, uh, yeah. Anniversary episode. There you go. They <laughs> made it. The big 10th episode Road to 100. Of, the, of the League of Casual Gamers podcast. Remember, listeners, you can always find us on Instagram and Twitter at LCG Pod, Facebook at League of Casual Gamers, or you can just type in LCG Pod. You'll find us there as well. If you have any questions, comments, or you just want to tell me how great I am, Here's you can find us at lcgpod at gmail.com. If you want to support the podcast, become a leaguer. You can find us on our Patreon for just a dollar a month at League of Casual Gamers. And if you do nothing else, folks, you can always find us on all your major podcast platforms. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Click that five, count them, five star give us a dollar gentlemen what you eating up yeah? here? <laughs> uh, i gotta i gotta eat i can't <laughs> been hey, a, are you are you eating on my on my podcast it's been a mar- <laughs> it's been a, it's been a bit of a, sp- a marathon so I'm, good. Good. I'm gonna the be all listeners, right the listeners do not want to listen to you chew in their ear right now right, you know i'm gonna mute and then on we'll there be all right. On their commute, you know. Rest, you guys ate already. I'm dying over here. The so. listeners, this is this is their this is their commute home. They like to listen to the leaguers. Wow. They like to listen to us. Well, the, you know, entertain the commuting, them. The commuting listeners ate today, and I haven't. So here Ketchup we are. And apple pie. Here we are. We're eating that. Right. What's that you having? Uh, lasagna. So now it's cold. Like when we started this, it was hot. Now. It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm now I'm down to just cold lasagna, but that's fine. You know we'll deal with it. Oh, you know man. what I was thinking? You know I was thinking, why don't they make it cuttable? Like when you cut into a lasagna, <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> why does it have to be the hardest thing to get out of a? Wait, just, what do you mean? Why is it? It's, it is cuttable. No, no you no, ruined no, no. the whole structural integrity right. of a lasagna right. every time you're trying to cut into it. Okay, why what do you suggest so... that they do? Make give me pre-cut. Well, I mean everything else is pre-made. Just give he me with bite-sized lasagna. <laughs> can I can I ask you a question? Huh? Is, this, is this Stouffer's lasagna? Yes. Is this is this like childhood in a box? Yeah. Remember we used to go to Jay's house all the time and just and cook a Stouffer's lasagna. We just couldn't wait, and we used to, we used to eat hot lava because it was just so yeah. effing hot, but it was so were, delicious. They were three food. An hour were, to cook, by the way. They yeah. were they were three hours. Yeah, because it used to we used to have the full family size deluxe. Yeah, and we cooked it from frozen, yeah. frozen from the straight from the store, and there were always three foods we were guaranteed. Lasagna was one, hot pockets were the other, and those frozen cheeseburgers. Frozen hamburgers. Oh, frozen cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> Literally no. a cheeseburger in a bag. If you if you looked on the back of those today, it's probably. Two hundred percent of your daily total sodium. Yep. Uh, uh, six thousand calories per hamburger. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> we them down, boy. 
Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. And a nice sweet meat patty. Yeah. Let's see a whole hamburger. Patty, cheese, bun, everything. Made no sense. It all cooked up perfectly, too. It made zero <laughs> sense. Oh, my God. Oh, God, I love those things. Yeah. And we used to sit downstairs and play PlayStation. PlayStation. With our little frozen hamburgers. Play Odd World. Play Odd, Odd World. World frozen hamburger. God, those were the days. Disgusting. Guys, yeah. that's when video gaming was simple. That's when you didn't need a podcast to tell you what to fucking play. Yeah. Now, <laughs> you now, know why? Yeah. You just play what your parents got you. <laughs> God damn it. Because you had no other choice. You know? That's so true. You found a way to enjoy the game. Yeah. We are. You had plenty of hours to play it more than once. Yeah. <laughs> And who cares how hurting it was? Yeah, Actually, I don't remember ever getting like you. You feel you bring that up. I don't ever remember getting a choice of like I I knew what games I liked, and I think I start at some point I must have started expressing it. But for years, it was just whatever you know. Yeah. My dad, whenever my dad brought home, that's yeah. all you're getting. That's <laughs> Sure. Like, we didn't have, we did like, we watched X play, so they like told us what was good, but even before then, like, we didn't have reviews. Like, we just, we looked at what we thought was cool on the shelf and we just effing bought it. Yeah, eventually, yeah. we got Game Informer magazine. Oh, and I remember when that, I had that they had a subscription. Yeah. Yeah. And then, remember, remember, a subscription came when you got the, um, like the GameStop, the GameStop card. Yeah. And I, I was getting Game Informer for a while. I remember, yeah. Yeah. I remember my mom, Game Informer was still going to my parents' house. Mom would save them for me. And when I yeah. came home, she would give me my Game Informers, my hurting Game Informers. But I was like, nah, mom, I, you know, I can just get this shit online now. I used, to, I used to still look at those things. They were cool, man. They were cool. I remember, uh, I remember seeing Splinter Cell uh, previews in Game Informer. Classic. So back it was. Yeah. So, guys, uh, before we get into the show, I wanted to ask you guys about the latest iOS 13 update from Apple. We all have Apple iPhones, and we did y'all download the latest update? No. I did. You haven't downloaded it yet? Nope. I never download the update when it first comes out. Uh, he, he, That's a good point, because literally a day later, they put out 13.01. Yeah. yeah. I, never, I, never, in I intentionally don't do it. Well, they intentionally put out an update that's buggy. It's like they already know they're put, they're going to release a patch in like 24 hours. Yeah, I mean, they have to. It's hard to field test this stuff in the size of the audience that is going to end up downloading it. So there's uh, things wait, that you're oh, just never going to be able to catch. This is not some startup. This is Apple we're talking about. They they know what they're doing. Like they do it, and they <laughs> it, the same guy can't keep saying, "Oops, I didn't mean to hit the publish button on this." So <laughs> let me help them get another version out by tomorrow morning. I well, mean, the original well, version is always they always know that they're going to they're going to put out a, a Yeah. Map. It's because it's because 13 is packaged and ready and ready for launch well before they launch it and then they start looking and then they you know it, it's already gone through tests and they've already found the bugs and they already start working on the patch. But like you're not going to go back in the the launch package and fix everything. You already know you're going to put out a patch and that they start working on that patch even before they launch the the original one. And so yeah, and then point. and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then and then and then the then it's market tested and then the then the update we're going to get in like a month is going to be the real iOS 13 you want to have. Yeah. <laughs> so the the reason I brought it up, um, you know, for minor relevancy to the episode is that uh, now with the new update, your phone 
can Bluetooth connect to Bluetooth video game controllers. Yeah. Excited? Yeah. I mean, to me, this is awesome because I've been I've been really excited about the um, PlayStation Remote Play. And so Microsoft, you know, don't get me started on that. Yeah. Xbox has its own version of play anywhere and you know this that and the other. i actually find it one of the most confusing and hardest things have you use. ever i've never even used i've never used i've never used it i've actually here's five is available on play anywhere good luck yeah, ever playing anywhere i've legit sit down and tried to figure out how to use it it is one of the most complicated things to figure out um but playstation has a extremely simple application that you can download on your computer and you could also download an, an app on your phone it's just called um, PlayStation Remote Play, and all it literally does is um, is link you to your at-home PlayStation. So it it's basically opens up a screen, and that screen is showing what your PlayStation is playing right. at home. Right. It's, it's a pretty short version of Google Stadia, Justin. But, but, <laughs> but, but it doesn't work. It never works. <laughs> <laughs> so, there like, you go. And like buy never works. I mean, it's never works. Oh, no, I played Last of Us at Justin's house on his. Wait, I didn't play on his hurting Wi-Fi. I played on um. I played over my hotspot, so it works. Yeah. So okay. So yeah, a couple caveats. You need pretty decent Wi-Fi to run this app because you're you're streaming. It's unadulterated Wi-Fi. Huh. You need crazy good Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. You need good Wi-Fi because you're streaming your at-home PlayStation, right? And everything, everything is coming over that Wi-Fi and onto your either computer or your phone. Um, so you're streaming your PlayStation from your from your home. Your your PlayStation literally boots up at your house, and then it fires all that information through through the Wi-Fi signal to whatever application you're playing on. Um, and so the issue with this is that. If you don't have great Wi-Fi, it almost never works. And if there's anything effing buggy going on with the situation, it won't work. And there's almost always something going wrong with it. Yeah. And like I have my PlayStation set in remote play mode, so my PlayStation never cuts off, right. and it's and it's designed or it's on the setting that says I'm always going to accept remote play, and it still doesn't accept remote play. Like sometimes it just can't find your PlayStation. I have to like the last time I played, my wife was home. So I had to get her to turn on my PlayStation so yeah. we could get back on the network. Yeah. Even though that's not supposed to be the case. Right, right. I mean, it has a, it has a ton of bugs. There's a ton of issues. I have successfully used it on my laptop when I'm when I've been out, um, and I've had my laptop in. So you you can you can hook your your PlayStation controller via USB port to your computer and not and I've played and Bluetooth. You can play you can hook it up to your yeah, computer. Bluetooth. And and so I've played on my computer um and I played my games and I've had some level of success using it. Um and so to get back to the original conversation, um iOS thirteen update allows you to Bluetooth link your gaming controllers to your phone, which essentially allows your your phone to become a screen without having to touch it. You know, you can just set your your phone up and you can play any game that you have on your PlayStation uh, on your phone, and you can you know you can play with your your at home controller. And so it, it it essentially or in theory makes playing your PlayStation anywhere extremely accessible. Um, yeah. But I mean. 
the fucking it app. Nothing, it has nothing to do with your PlayStation. Or, it's no. all about the Apple Arcade. That's why they did it. That's what it's for. And Apple's I, controller to play on Apple Arcade is what they're going after. That's a good point, Jack. That yeah. is a very good point. It has nothing to do with PlayStation. It has yeah. everything to do with their Apple Arcade. Yeah. Yep. And they want you to be able to play Apple Arcade games. So, to that point, does this move the needle for you for Apple Arcade? Now that you don't have to hit fictitious buttons on your iPhone. Well, let me you ask know, you this. Am I going to get it for free? What? Apple Are you Arcade? Get for free? Yeah. No. No, but uh, you, can, right, assume, you, can consume, you can... Let them hold out! I only You can presumably use your PlayStation controller to play Apple Arcade games. I mean, I still got to pay $5 a month. You're right. But, yeah. I don't want anything for five dollars a month. Listen, like, what, what game are we talking about? I've seen the screenshots of these games. They all look like indie games, which, which, like which we'll get games. to. But like, it's just they're all they're all indie games. I'm gonna pull up Apple Arcade right now and see if there's anything good there. They're all indie games, and the pro the biggest problem is that you are you're buying into indie game right, culture, breathe. which isn't oh, wait, which isn't no, a bad which money? is huh. There's a skate game. It's called Skate Arcade, Skate City. Yeah, yeah. All all the games you see are gonna be indie games. Now the trick That's here is, and uh, maybe this is just me. I I can't. I mean, you're you're squeezing another five dollars out of me every month. I'm out. Of, I'm I, I'm at max capacity for my yeah. streaming services, oh, and is- I can't add another one. The last thing I think I'm gonna add is Disney Plus. Oh, they got a 3D Frogger in here. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, Jay, because my my thought is, one, am I really going to get enough use out of it to to warrant paying $5 a month? No. And the answer is likely no. Like, I, I already don't, like, I already don't have enough time to play the games that I love right now. Is, like, this, where, is this where Nintendo was getting the $5 a month subscription idea from? Like, they're yes. like, Apple Arcade's doing it, yeah. so we can yeah. fucking do it? Yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, I also don't see the time and space. Where I'm going to be in need of high level mobile game, and that's what because that's what this is. It's a mobile arcade, and well, so like I'm not on a train, I'm not on a bus, I, I don't have a long hands hands free commute that I that I can play this on. It's not, I'm not going to use it during my lunch break at work, um, and then then when I get home, I got a life to tend to. I got a kid, I got to cook, I got to clean, um, I got to do a shitty podcast. So like I don't know when I'm going to play this arcade system. Like, and so, to that point, if I want a, a, a quality mobile gaming experience, I'm going to go out and buy a, a Switch. Hell, the Switch Lite is only $200. If I spend... Uh, if I spend uh, no, if, hold on, hear me out. If I pay $5 a month for this, do or the math, Jack. just go uh-huh. do it, just go get a Switch, <laughs> I, think it's, I think I'm getting a better value for my buck. How much... Uh, okay. 40 months. What's 40 months? Is you're missing the point here. You're, you you are you've now paid two hundred dollars for a switch, and you're paying how much for each game it comes out? It's like, but these are better good. quality games. Like I'd rather play Zelda for the next year and a half than some. Then, you then know, you gotta Lego switch in your back pocket. But that, my pocket you, aren't that big. <laughs> but do you understand? Like every game starts out as an indie game. All of them, like they're all just nothing until there's something, and like you know, you're you're you like the big titles and the polished games and and all that because they're big and they're polished, like like most people do, and we all I do, you know. I think 
what Apple's doing right now is a very interesting strategy where they have this, they have every, they dominate the, the, the mobile device market and now the over the OTT device market with Apple TV and um, they, their iMac, all, all of it. Everybody has an Apple product in their life. And now they can say, great. And now that we have all of our devices in your pockets, we're going to now charge you $5 a month to play all the games you want. And we'll keep them coming. We'll keep them coming. Don't worry. We'd love to have you stay with Apple. And <laughs> people are doing it. I just, I know Guys, for me, I can't honestly, handle another this streaming. Looks really cool. I, I can't I, handle another streaming the app right now. Like I'm, I'm at, I, I can't. It's just too much. Out of control. No, I agree. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm inclined not to pay five dollars a month, but I'm looking through some of these games and they do look kind of cool. I will give them that. Sure, sure. I'm not saying but the content to Brandon's point, is it, is it like easy? I'm just never gonna, I'm just never gonna play it. Right. You will. No, you will. You'll play it for two minutes while you're on the toilet waiting for your next meeting, and then you're not gonna play it anymore. It's like <laughs> you, you, you're gonna, right. you're gonna dabble, and then you're gonna be done, and right. that's it. You're right. not gonna, play, you're not gonna play to beat it. You know, you're not gonna be up late on a weekend right. trudging through Apple Arcade Skate. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, that's how it goes, man. Like. Yeah. I just never have enough time to play games anymore. That's my problem. That's why we're here. <laughs> Hence the podcast. Yeah. It's the podcast. All right. Well, we're going to get on with the show. Today we got a couple news topics we want to get to, and then our pickup and play game recommendations of the month. But before we get into that great recommendation, I want to talk indie games. Well, yeah, I mean, we were just we were just on the subject. <laughs> yeah. uh, you teed it up, but we already went there. Yeah, so yeah, I know. But you know, I think so. I think the the question here really is, Apple Arcade is is put out this this system, and I say system as in you know this program that that is housing a number of any indie games but we in general have never really been into the and i'm going to call it a genre um of of indie games and just to be clear for the for all the casual gamers out there who aren't super familiar with the industry term of in, indie game indie game is a shorthand for independent video games it refers to video games that are typically created by individual or mostly very small developers um, and so they they don't have a ton of financial support from larger publishers, uh, in in that are in contrast to what we mostly play, which are the large AAA games. Um, and AAA, I say in quotations because you know it's just the, those are the big budget, big market games. Um, and so they're coming out of the big studios you might have heard of. You know, um, Microsoft has its own studios, but Ubisoft and in EA games. Um, and Naughty Dog and, you know, all the big developers out there. So indie games fall into a fall into its own category because there's the they're the small independent companies that are putting out these games. Um, they're usually more affordable, um, but they're marketed. They're typically marketed by their storylines, um, their action gameplay, and they're typically uh, a, diff- a, a different graphic style than than what we're usually seeing in our triple AAA games that are these high def realistic graphics, full 3D, um, full immersion uh, games. So just so that as a base of what indie games are, Jay, 
you've played more indie games than I think me and Brian combined, but typically why we'll ever why play in our lifetime. Yeah, right. But why haven't they been a huge part of your library e- even more than they are? Uh, it's. I think I just touched on it earlier. It's hard to. What you're what you're essentially asking is, <laughs> do I want to play on the entry level of a new gaming company or developer as they test and work out the bugs for? you know, a very short game, maybe. I mean, it's like, it's got to have some real juice behind it for me to really jump on. Um, I think the last one I can remember, and we talked about this earlier, is um, Journey, Journey on the right. PlayStation 4. Uh, and, I think that was, yeah, because that, that was, had to be back in like 2004. It was PlayStation 3. Yeah, it was PlayStation 3. And I did... I loved it. I loved yeah. every second of that because, for one, it was extremely simple, but also visually stunning. Right. Um, and just which tends to be a mark of indie games. Yeah, it, it was. It had it had all the right elements, and it wasn't until 2017 where Cuphead came out, and like so, the, and ultimately both games. What 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 pulled me in were the visuals. Right. And and the simplistic gameplay. That right. was it. I didn't right. know anything about the story, the developer. I didn't have any ties to the company, but literally, it looked good and it looked fun to play. That was that was <laughs> that's all it had. And now I think you can argue that those two games are probably two of the most definitive indie games, you know, on in in recent history. Yeah. Um. And I I think it's hard to find them. I think it's really hard to invest time into these games. And and that's a shame because they are very experimental, but at the same time, they can be very fun. They can be uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. I use my I use the mobile device, like my, my iPhone is a lot of, I test a lot of indie games on there, and they're, <laughs> it's, it's, hard, it's a hard argument, you know? Yeah, I, I think, I think you hit on, hit on a lot of, uh, of great points. I, I will push back a little because I think there is this thought that indie games are always these, um, always these test games from these emerging studios. And that's not always the case. A lot of these independent studios have actually been around for a while. Um, and, and, and so what you'll make find good stuff too. Yeah. And what you'll find that they put out, they're putting out very well thought out games. But at some point you cross the line of not, being independent any like you're you it's like <laughs> you only need one to be a, a smash hit and then next thing you know you're making sequels and sequels and sequels and sequels and you got the toys and the t-shirts all over the place yeah yeah you know, i mean i guess i guess independent uh than that you're not being fully funded by a big studio like a major oh yeah company. okay yeah it's still, it's still a yeah. small operation even though you could you could be rolling rolling a good a good bankroll um, but, but I was just saying all that to say that, like, a lot of these games are very well thought out. And, and some of the value of indie games um, is that this, it's a small studio. They've put a lot of time behind it because, it, you know, it's a small studio and they're not pushing a game out in, in 12 months. Um, so they put a lot of time and effort behind these games. They've, they've thought about the intricacies behind them. Um, and so you tend to get these these well thought out high story based games are not 
they're not, you know, 3D graphically pleasing, but a lot of times they can be artistically pleasing in the sense of, of sense of their graphic style. You're not going to get a lot of uh, real realism in their graphics, but they are very artistic at times, which make them visually stunning games to look at, like Jay was saying. Um, the, the issue is, and I think Jay got to this perfectly, is that there is a lot of garbage out there. Um, when you look into the indie game pile, there, there are a lot of just bad games. You know, there's a lot of small studios that are just putting out games that they think are clever and fun, but they're just bad or, yeah. or they're boring. You know, like Jay played Journey. I sat there and watched Journey, him play Journey for a while, and I got bored because, you know, there, there are parts where you're just running around an open landscape and you're not really sure what you're doing, you know, and there's 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 art and there's thought in there and there's a lot of experience going into that, but there and for the and for the regular and for the user it's probably really interesting. But like if you're just watch if you're just watching over someone's shoulder, right. There's not a lot for you as a as a spectator to kind of grab onto. Yeah, there wasn't high combat. There wasn't you know, there wasn't a, a lot of story being told. It was a lot of immersion into into that space. And as a player, it was fun. As a as a watcher, I was like, oh, I need to get out of this. This is this is no good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I there, there's a lot of things I can go on about, but Brian, I want to get your thoughts on why you you haven't had a, any any games in your library. Um, I, I think, I think why I don't play indie games is why I'm not going to pay $5 a month for Apple Music, right? I mean, not Apple Music, but Apple Arcade is because, you know, I already have a limited time for video games and I, I want to try and, and I guess maximize my use of that time. And so therefore, like, I don't, actually have a whole lot of time to try and find to, to try and dig through the bargain bin for a an indie game you know like it, indie games are high upside high risk right like yeah. if you find one it's it's great and it's going to be something that you're just going to get totally addicted to and you're going to play it all the time and it's just going to be really rewarding but like there's also a very good chance you're going to end up playing in any game that you're just like, eh, like this is this, I guess this is cute or this is just a waste of my time. And then you're back looking for the next, for the next one. Or, you know, I could play five, I could pay five ninety nine a month and, you know, wait for all the reviews on these games to come out and, and play the, and play the game that, that is really good. Right. And th- that has all the great reviews, but like, you know, logically let's think about when I'm going to play that game. Like, really put time into that game. It's going to be when I have, like, an hour to play video games. And why why am I not just going to go ahead and play Red Dead Redemption? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I guess I could be... I don't. I can't play games at work. Um, my, I, my commute's really short because I live in the city and work in the city. Um, and so my video game timing is not necessarily on my phone. You know, Mario Kart... Is something that's really good for that, you know, when I'm sitting on the toilet or if I'm at lunch and <laughs> I want to, I want to kill, I want to kill like 15, 20 minutes. But other than that, my video game time is an hour or when I get home for several hours on the weekend or something like that. And I'm not going to spend that on my phone. I'm going to sit in front of, in my man cave in front of my 65 inch TV and play something sadly. <laughs> I, I will say with indie games, one of the values is that the investment is low. And I'm talking about dollars 
and cents here. Cincy. Like they tend yeah. to be, they tend to be less costly than some of your AAA games because one, the the money that went into it is 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 less. It's a smaller game um, from a smaller company, uh, and usually you can get them for around the thirty thirty five dollar price. Um, so if there is something you're interested in, it is sometimes that risk is baked into the the price. Um, yeah. You know, you may not yeah. be sure about it, but you, you like the visuals, you like the idea of what they're trying to put out. You well, know, the, the size of the game is baked. A lot of these games are only like eight, ten hours. That's true. A lot of them are way shorter. So it's like half the price, sometimes you're getting half the gameplay hours. Um, I mean, in the case of uh, Cuphead, I, it is relatively short, but it is freaking difficult. Like yeah. it is, it's, <laughs> it's rage inducing. To you guys think like God of War is hard? Cuphead on normal is enough to make you want to rip your TV off the wall and throw it down the street. Like it's it's <laughs> a, it's 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 painful. Um, but yeah, I heard that a, about Cuphead. Actually. It's a great ex- it's a great it's a great experience. It's You'll never catch me playing Cuphead, by the way. You because so, you know, the moment you download it, you'll be hooked. Like I guarantee you. Like I had to actually game? stop. I don't know. What do you play it on? Oh, uh, Xbox. Play? It's on the Xbox. Uh, yeah. It's probably like ten, five, ten dollars now. Playing one, that much. one Xbox right now called Gears Five. Oh my god. But yeah. Also, also, I mean, there's so many interesting concepts that these indie games are pushing forward. I mean, you never thought. You you knew what could be a game, you know what I mean? I I see indie games come out like there the um Apple Arcade is I think it's Apple Arcade yeah I think it's Arcade that is introducing this new game called Humanity, which just looks like hordes of people running around through a oh board. I thought it was PlayStation was it PlayStation. Yeah, yes, I've seen. Humanity. Yeah, yeah. So PlayStation introduced this during um this, the state of play. Have you seen this, Jay? What horde mode? No, no, humanity. No. Humanity. So they introduced this indie game called Humanity, and it literally looks like it, it's hordes Amazing. of uh, hordes of cartoonish rendered people r- running through different voids of space. And I have no other way to explain it after that. I have no way of telling you what the game is about. Apparently, you have to control these hordes of people. And they look, literally look like running hordes of zombies, but they're not. Uh, they're just, they're I'm going to look people. it up right now. Yeah, look it up. Look it up right now. But, like, saying all that to say, this is this would never, ever come out as a triple a title a game like this because it's it's an extremely unique concept and it's extremely risky concept the 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 look of the game looks stupid the look of the game looks crazy the idea that it's even a game is is even up for question i don't know like it's it, it blurs the line between game and just and just handheld challenge you know i don't even know if it's a game uh so that's the fun part about indie games that they like they really do stretch the idea of what can come out as 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 a game and what what can be possible in these video games and challenge you to open your mind to to certain concepts. Jay, are you are you seeing this? 
Yeah, I just don't quite understand what I'm looking at. Yeah, right? it looks. Yeah. So, so Jay's, Jay's looking at it right now on his computer. Yeah. And like Jay, Jay explain what humanity you're will use massive crowds of individual people of all kinds as they work together and fight against each other in various ways. That makes no uh, sense. Humanity like, is the evolution of a concept that founder Yugo Nakamura began developing three years ago at his company. A studio revered the work with giant brands such as uh, some other stuff. Uh, it's it looks absolutely no one knows what it is. It looks absolutely confusing. Uh, you know, it's funny because when you see something like this, you automatically start thinking that this is the this is why games exist. Right. Totally wonky, mindless fun. Like if it's fun, mission accomplished. Right. But yeah. don't, I mean, doesn't a part of you think, man, I, am I missing the point again? We get so locked into realism and and you know how great is the lighting in the Splinter Cell game yeah. and 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 combat and blood and gore and we move away and we've lost this whimsiness of what video games hold. I, I have to be I, honest. I feel like humanity feel looks interesting myself. as fuck. Yeah, it looks very interesting. I'm very curious about it. Does um, a party I find missing out? Uh, yeah. I find it funny that you're saying this, Brandon, because you hated when they started doing cell shading in Zelda and like all these other games. Now, like you were like the biggest. Yeah. Mayor of we went, we went from Breath of the Wild, which was a great game, visually a great game, and then we went to fucking Wind Waker and shit. Was, but you just made a you, you made it like Twilight Princess or something. But yeah, it, yeah, it was it was like you just made a really good point though. Like Four a, lot of, a lot of what um I think people forget is that gaming game development is an art. Yeah. Like, you know, and there are different types of art that people like. It's all subjective. You know, for me, I literally, I never, there's a, I guess there's a bit of a, the, you can have bad graphics maybe to some extent, but if you have a fun time, a fun game, it's compelling. Like, again, I, my criteria is very simple in my head. You know, graphics are forgivable like if it's part of the story or the world you've created congratulations like i totally accept it it Um, everything doesn't everything doesn't have to be real yeah yeah i agree everything doesn't have to be real and sometimes i forget i mean not sometimes i i've forgotten that and so i saw this humanity game the other day and it started getting me think like i need to i need to get one indie game that i think that that like breaks all my all my rules, right? That's completely different, and 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 it's just fun and whimsical and different, and 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 asks me to to be creative in my thinking because like I, we're you know missing out is? on. No, I don't know what game it is. It's Borderlands Three. Okay, yeah, <laughs> not what I'm talking no, about. Right. No, it's not. It, yes, it's, it's, it's it's really it's not Borderlands Three. <laughs> no, no, it's not.
You wanted you wanted an indie game to make you think. Okay. You know what? Go 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 <laughs> get your Call of Duty and, and be and go stand in line with the rest of the millions of Americans. Which are boxed in games. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a Halo fan day one. Just saying, it's terrible. You're um, you know what? You're such a mark. Yeah. <laughs> that. You you like they put out a trailer. They put a bundle together, and you're just like hook line and sinker. I eat it all up. It's you sad. Like, God, not there's ne- there's never been a trailer you didn't like. You know that. <laughs> You're just like, oh, fuck yeah, guys! Uh, I'm Bobby on this one. I'm gonna go with this the one. Where's my pre-order? Um, good, good games are coming out. I, I actually, I didn't like. I was, I was all over not um, buying that stupid game that came out that turned out to be horrible. What stupid game that came out? Oh, uh, the guy on a motorcycle. Oh, oh days gone. Days gone. I could have told you Days Gone was garbage from when I first saw the show. Uh, you you could have told us that because yeah, I didn't I hear you. I didn't hear you preaching that at all. Rewind the tape. Rewind the tape. <laughs> um, all right, so so Brandon's thinking about getting uh, some some indie games down the road. Let's 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 put out some recommendations of some indie games that the leaguers and the listeners can can go out and buy right now that they can pick up and play right. Now, and I, I'm going to kick it off here with a game that I think is really fun. I own it. I play it. I play it with my wife. And it's uh, Unraveled 2. Have any of y'all played the, the original Unraveled or Unraveled 2? No. Nope. Uh, I have the. I think I have the original on PlayStation. It was a PlayStation favorite um, when it first came out. It, it launched with... Uh, Either the PlayStation Three, I think. I think the original one launched with the yeah, PlayStation. I think the original launched with PlayStation Three. Yeah. So I think I think it should be a name that that a lot of people are familiar with. Um, What's it about? So Unravel is or Unravel Two or we'll start with Unravel. Your ball of yarn, basically, and there's a story that's being told, kind of in the foreground, in the background, and you as this ball of yarn that kind of looks like a little like thing with a head and arms and legs you use your yarn to traverse this world it's a platformer um but like a, a a two like a like a two and a half d platformer so it has some 3d elements to it and you use the yarn to go up and down swing solve puddles puzzles to to, to traverse the world that is in front of you um almost like a, a limbo style but with it's stunningly 3D graphics or stunning graphics along the way. The scenery that you're that you're kind of coming across is really good. But in the process, you're you're unraveling a story while learning about the, your little character. Unravel two is you know you, you now have two characters that are linked by one spool of yarn. Half the half the yarn is red and half the yarn is blue. You can control both characters with one controller, so you can play as one player or you can play on the same screen with another player, and that's how my wife and I play. She plays as the blue character. I play as the red character. Mm-hmm. And so you you work that's together. Cute. Yeah, you work together to basically do the same thing. You're traversing the world through some really amazing sceneries and uncovering a story that they're telling in in, in the meantime. A great, um, you know, it might be it might be a little bit beyond the indie. It's a it's it's made by a pretty significant studio now. That's put out. Two really incredible games, but um, Unravel Two was like twenty bucks, 
and it is an absolute incredible game. And if you're like me and you're a casual gamer, um, and part of the reason why you're a casual gamer is because you have other responsibilities, other people that you're responsible to, this is something that you all can play or you that two people can play together on the same screen and the controls are insanely easy. So and it's it's more of a thought piece, more of a puzzle than than anything. Yeah, I agree. It's more of a puzzle. Um I've played Unravel too. I agree. It's a beautiful game. Um it, it's not stressful. In fact it's relaxing in a sense. Yeah. It's very relaxing. Um, and definitely one that, that's worth considering. So, um, did y'all have any indie games that you guys like that you, you want to uh, recommend for the for the listeners out there? Yeah, um, so I mentioned this before, and I've mentioned this on a previous podcast. I played Limbo. Um, it's it's an indie game um, that's a platformer. Yeah, I beat it. Um, and there's a and I and still last stuff. last time right. I <laughs> last time I mentioned this game, I said they come out with a second <laughs> game from that studio called Inside, which is a similarly designed game, another platformer, similar graphics, similar artistic style. Um, both games are worth having. If you're going to get into one, get into Limbo. Limbo, it's a little bit more um, mature of a game. There's some some brutal deaths, um, but the graphic style is so is so simple that it's not gory. Um, but it is fun. It's a little bit more mature in its in its content. Um, but it's a very fun game. Very simple game to understand. Um, a little bit creepy at times, but nothing. Oh, that's gonna that's gonna freak you out. So yeah. you're de- yeah. definitely looking to get into uh, one of these games that 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 has a unique artistic style. Um, that's definitely definitely want to look at. Okay, Jay. I mean, um, we touched on uh, Cuphead. I'll recommend that for sure. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into that actually. Yeah, Pretty that's just that's just mindless. That. On, on Xbox, I'm sure. That's mindless fun. Um, uh, and then if you haven't played Journey, uh, I believe it's on the iPhone now. Uh, highly recommend that. Absolutely. Uh, excellent adventure game all the way I think around. I, might down- I think I might download Journey. Honestly. Yeah. Excellent, excellent adventure game all the way around. Uh, and then uh, there's a third one that I've, I've, it's on my radar. I have not gotten it yet. I've, and I know it's on consoles or coming to console. I can't remember where it's on consoles. Uh, it's called Celeste. Uh, yeah, Celeste it is, is excellent. Yeah, yeah, it's a 2D platformer. Um, highly, highly critically acclaimed indie game um, for brilliant level designs, excellent story. The soundtrack is awesome. Uh, it's a it's a puzzle it's a puzzle platformer, um, and it's 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 just a beautiful presentation. Um, it's not a lot of difficulty, you know. Well, it, it, difficulty in terms of understanding what it is, but the game does have some challenges. Um, you know, it's not a it's not a game you just kind of breeze through. Um, so I'm definitely I think I'll probably end up getting that before the end of the year for sure. Um, but yeah, I think indie games something to keep an eye out for. Spell Celeste. Um, what's that? Spell Celeste. Uh, C E. Spell yeah, C E L E S T E. Got it. And uh, it's, I'd say it's worth every penny. Is it a mobile I've, game? 
I don't think oh, so. No, I know it's no. I know it's coming I know it's coming to Switch. Yeah, I think on, this uh, holiday it's on PlayStation. It's on Xbox. Yeah, it's coming it's coming to Nintendo too. I don't know if the if they're gonna do a mobile version. Okay. Um I always think it's a little weird, you know, when indie games are not on mobile, but hey, you know. I always think it's weird too, but you know, what are I'm, you gonna do? I've been spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> not everything can be on mobile, guys. Um, I, 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 I do, I do highly recommend Celeste. Uh, it's gotten incredible reviews on just about every, 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 you know, website that's rated it has either given it like a nine and a half or a 10. Um, you can get it on PlayStation. Um, believe you can also get it on Xbox. Uh, if you're, if you're not, if you don't, and if, if you don't want to get a mobile game or something like that and that is it's up there with unravel too if not higher i think i think it's probably gotten better reviews than unravel so yeah just and then um journey's five bucks so if you want something really cheap and, and easy to, to to access you can access journey for just a couple couple dollars on your cell phone assuming you got something yeah cool guys um you know, those are all of our pickup and plays, um, largely because they're easy, they're cheap, uh, they're things that you can play quickly, and we think that you are going to enjoy them. Um, as part of our indie games kind of highlight here in today's episode, is there anything you guys wanted to add before we sign it off for today? That's all I got for today. Yes, that is it. Cool. Well, remember, <laughs> remember, leaguers. You can always find us on Instagram and Twitter at LCC Pod. You can definitely find us on Facebook at League of Casual Gamers. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please, Here's please, please hit us up at LCGPod at gmail.com. If you like what we're doing, if you want to support okay. the podcast for just a dollar, become a leaguer at our Patreon at League of Casual Gamers. And if you do nothing else, you can find us on like all and subscribe as platforms. Like and subscribe and click on that five, count them, fifth star. That is all for today, folks. Thanks for listening to the LCG Pod. We will see you next week.